Texas, I think, was once described as, as far as uh, <clears throat> in relation to the South, like South Carolina, but on steroids. There's a there's a quote that I don't know where I picked it up from, but Austin is described as the psychedelic mushroom growing on the cow patty that is Texas. This, wow, <laughs> I would put that on a shirt, man. That would <laughs> <laughs> chamber of commerce, you know. Like. <laughs> The Deer are a band that does not fit into any one box, any single term you might use to describe them. The Austin, Texas Quintet features Grace Rowland on lead vocals, keyboards and guitar, Alan Eckert on drums, Noah Jeffries on fiddle and mandolin, an instrument for which he won the Idaho Flat Picking Championship, Michael McLeod on guitar, also serving as the band's engineer, and Jesse Dalton on bass. Playing now is their live version of the song and Like Through the Eye Go I, performed in studio at WNCW, but it's just one of their styles. Folk is the style often used to tag the deer, if you can believe it after listening to this jam. We will get to many more live songs from the band and talk with them about how they define their sound, their love-hate relationship with South by Southwest, and their take on how Southern Gothic influences inhabit the music of their largely adopted hometown on this episode of Southern Songs and Stories. Southern Songs and Stories is produced in partnership with Grassroots Radio, WNCW, and the Osiris Podcast Network, and is available wherever you get your podcast and at wncw.org. Soon WNCW will celebrate its 30th birthday, and the on-air portion of our fall fun drive begins on our birthday, October 13th, and runs all that week. We're going to be offering our live compilation, Proud Around the Mic, Volume 23, which we're expanding to a three-disc set for the first time ever, thanks to the support of listeners just like you. One of the easiest ways to help spread awareness of the artists featured here on Southern Songs and Stories, their music, and this series, is to subscribe to the podcast and to give it a good rating and a comment on the platforms where you listen. This is Southern Songs and Stories, the music of the South and the artists who make it. Friendly Podcast explores the music and fan experience of fish through interviews and deep dives on shows and tours. And Quick Hits, a review of every show of the tour the next day with someone who was there. We started HF Pod in 2013 to bring the fan voice into the discussion. We're six years in, and with the help of our guests, we're still discovering new angles of appreciation for the band we all love. Whether you're new to fish or you've been listening for years, we think you'll find something to enjoy on HF Pod. Search for the Helping Friendly Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Or find us on the web at hfpod.com.
over here on the six-string guitar, who is also a very competent bass player, keyboard player, and has our engineered every album that we that we put out. This is Mike McLeod from Austin, Texas. They call him Dino for some reason, so if you see him, that's like his albino skunk alias. If the cops are looking for Dino, you don't know who we're talking about. Right? How does the songwriting work? Um, well, Jesse and I write most of it. Um, sometimes we do a group collaborative. We have a few of those um, on our albums. Um, mostly, like, Jesse will write one, be like, it needs words or, like, needs a melody, and then I'll put something, put some words or a melody over it, and kind of vice versa. Sonically, you've got a lot of that atmosphere in uh, places in the Deer's music. So is that something that, that you've picked up or is that just uh, the way the song was written? I like to think about the work that I do with the band as creating texture and dimension and layer to the songs so they're not thought of as linearly but more like this kind of circular thing. That's what I picture in my head. So that's why I have this big old pedal board with probably a dozen pedals. And and what each one of those boxes does is create a way for the sound to open up and create space and dimension. So I've really enjoyed doing that in the studio with the band. Like, for instance, last night on the way home, we were listening to Pink Floyd's Metal jammed super loud in the van and we're just astounded with the quality of their studio work the the space and the the guitar tones that there's like a front and back there's a a top and a bottom there's a left and right like there's it's really cool to um try to focus on the the way the songs can breathe and and uh, turn around so in a lot of ways jesse and grace bring the songs they write them uh, in various ways, sometimes on an acoustic guitar, highly thought out, and we're ready to just kind of build on that, and sometimes we develop parts uh, together as a band. This is a band with a vision and ability that far outstrips its current national profile. You just heard Grace Rowland and Mike McLeod from their appearance at the Albino Skunk Music Festival last spring, following one of the songs from their performance, the tune Winter to Pry written by bassist Jesse Dalton. They are DIY through and through, from Mike's engineering to Grace's cover art, which is ranged from screen prints to cut paper. This artwork has been a finalist for or has placed in the top five Austin Music Industry Awards Best Album Art twice for An Argument for Observation and Tempest and Rapture, respectively. The same awards have also tapped them as Best Performing Folk Act and as a runner-up for Best Austin Band in 2018, they have competed against the likes of Hayes Carl, Reckless Kelly, Wild Child, and Shaky Graves. In 2016, the Austin Chronicle tapped Tempest and Rapture as a top 10 record for the year, joined by albums from artists like Sarah Jarose, Paul Cawthon, Shearwater, and Ockerville River. The organization Black Fret also awarded the Deer a grant in 2017, That group is a kind of analog to fine arts organizations geared towards forms like visual arts and classical music, but for Austin music artists like Lost Coast, Erica Winterstrom, and Warren Hood, among many, many others. 
The official motto of Austin is "Live Music Capital of the World," and the city boasts two orchestras, an opera, the concert TV series Austin City Limits, which also has its own festival, and South by Southwest, the mashup of music and interactive media conference, film festival, and music festival. Do you all hate South by, or do you embrace? <laughs> see, do you embrace South by? It's a love-hate relationship, I think. <laughs> Okay, so if you're uh, <laughs> if you learn throughout the years, you can actually uh, have a really good week financially during South by. Uh, we have learned to take fewer and fewer shows during South by, um, and it's it's pretty crazy. Uh, you know, I think that the city's population goes up. Uh, it, it goes up by. A quarter of a million people during that week. It's like 250,000 more people in the city. Um, so, some sometimes uh, that can be a really good thing, as you know, we were talking about side hustles and everything. Um, if you're doing it as a band, just you know, uh, playing a million shows, hopping around, like trying to make set times, and you know, it can get kind of stressful hopping in the van, going here, going there. Uh, it it it's a little nuts, and you know a lot of people play for free. A lot of people uh, who are throwing the parties during South by expect you to play for free. South by as an entity itself expects you to be okay with playing for free because of exposure. Um, so it's it's good to wise up uh, about what that actually looks like. Um, you know the myths. The truth, uh, you know, I, I I sometimes feel quite quite bad for bands that travel far and wide to come to South by for exposure, and um, you know it's it's very tricky how those bands that do get exposure are in that position. You know, you already have to be in a certain position to really reap the benefits of that philosophy around South by. Um, but if if You know, if you're side hustling, if you're if you're, you know, uh, if you're lucky enough to get called for a bunch of gigs uh, for people that are coming into town from out of town, it can be a very fun, lucrative thing. It can it can be fun playing a bunch of different styles of music. I think one day during South by this year, I played a country gig that was like 30 minutes long. I did a country gig, and then I played a jazz quartet gig, and then the Deer had their one gig. And it was all within four hours. <laughs> so um, it can be it can be good, it can be bad, it can be everything in, in between. Um, so yeah, you just have to really look at what it actually is. And it is madness. The traffic is terrible. Uh, people are crazy. Like you know, pedestrians are being extra uh, unaware <laughs> in the streets. I'd say. Um, so you just have to be, you have to be careful. You have to choose your battles. I could go on and on about it. <laughs> when, uh, this, is our, this is our last one, and we played it yesterday, but when uh, WCW asked, uh, request a song, then you just say, yes, sir, we will play that song again. <laughs> so uh, thanks so much. We're the deer. And uh, back here on the drums, Mr. Alan Eckert singing like an angel. And up here, our fearless deer queen lady. This is Grace Roland. Hi. 
That's Jesse Dalton over there on upright bass. This is one of the new ones, guys. I'm 
We are the deer. We came from Austin. We sure are glad to be here. Thanks so much for the love. Come and say hi to us. That was a new song from the deer, performed at their two-day appearance in Greer, South Carolina, at the Albino Skunk Fest last spring. Swoon is on the band's fourth album, titled Do No Harm, out this fall on the label Keeled Scales. The lead single from that album is the song Move to Girls, which one reviewer called, quote, a lovely folk song with an atmospheric edge, end quote. Indie folk, transcendental Texas folk, psychotropic folk. These are all terms that people have used to describe the deer, some by the band itself. Like so many handles we try to put on music, they are often slippery and ill-suited to pick up what the artists are laying down. Folk used to mean music that was old enough to have no known composers, that was passed down from generation to generation orally, or knee-to-knee, where a young person would sit across from an elder and learn to play those songs. Unlike terms like jazz or rock and roll, folk is describing a culture more than the music itself. In the mid-1960s, the magazine Crawdaddy described the difference between folk music and pop music by saying that folk music is what the folk feel like writing, while pop music is what the folk feel like listening to. Today, the term is not so much the four-letter word that it has been when it comes to translating an artist's career potential. Take a look at the last Newport Folk Festival lineup, for example. Some more obvious choices like the Milk Carton Kids and Charlie Crockett are alongside artists like Hozier, Trey Anastasio, and Warren Haynes. Jesse Dalton put a finer point on how to describe the deer when I asked the band about their take on how Southern culture figures into their sound, followed by another new song from their live set at Albino Skunk earlier this year. Can you identify anything in your music that is out of Southern culture, either Austin, Texas, or broader scope, whatever, wherever you want to point to? And on the flip side, do you see anything that your music is influencing reflecting back to that culture like what do you think your impact might be wow that's a very thoughtful question um absolutely i feel like the uh the southern gothic um influences are the stem from like being in austin like towns van zant and your plays foley's and uh even willie nelson to some extent and then the southern gothic over to gillian welch and mm-hmm. me and grace geek out over uh her and dave rollins records late at night and we dip into a lot of john hartford and then mm-hmm. stemming back to old uh ed haley fiddle tunes and and noah is a vast um knowledge has a vast knowledge of different like a uh, bluegrass and then before that old-timey music so we kind of we uh, then you know uh, then the hip hop scene and the jazz. There's so much, so many elements and so many different genres that we listen to, and I feel like we are a, a representation of. We're not like a folk band, a bluegrass band. We're an Austin band, and what is Austin? Austin represents so many different genres and scenes. We're kind of a mix mash of of the whole nature of it. The band's mantra might be summed up with this statement: "Quote, music is prayer." What comes out is reinforced by practice and further manifested in your life. You hold a tool that can make your world better, someone else's world better. End quote. My bet is that the deer continue to make the world a better place for a long time to come. They are set to go on tour mostly on the West Coast and Colorado this fall, in addition to their album release show in Austin in mid-October. They also appear on previous episodes of this podcast. In both Don't Say No to the Muse, Side Hustles Part 2, 
and On the Road with Southern Songs and Stories, Tales from Colorado to Carolina. That's all for now. Thanks for listening. We invite you to like and follow the show on our Facebook page, on Twitter, at South Scenes, and Instagram, at South Stories. Send over an email, and I'll be glad to get back to you from southernsongsandstories at gmail.com or from Joe K at wncw.org. Southern Songs and Stories is part of the podcast lineup on both Public Radio WNCW and the Osiris Podcast Network. And you can also hear new episodes on Bluegrass Planet Radio. Coming up soon, you can hear episodes on North Carolina Artists, His Golden Messenger, and Mipso. Plus, WNCW will produce capsule versions of these podcasts to broadcast on air weekly. This is Southern Songs and Stories, the music of the South and the artists who make it. I'm your host, Joe Kendrick, leaving you with the Deer's new song, Move to Girls. Yeah.